Welcome back to another episode of Bible Conversations. Today, we're going to be talking about the wicked. Well, thank y'all for joining us again for another week. We are continuing our series, our series on uh, characters and proverbs. Uh, if you missed last week's episode, we encourage you to go back as uh, we discussed arrogance and um, and striving to avoid that and and striving to uh, to recognize God and His uh, blessings that He's given us and the work that He has done through our lives each day. Uh, today, we're kind of. Um, I guess it's almost in my mind adjacent to that, uh, but yes. we're, we're discussing the wicked and, and in a sense to be arrogant is, is, is to be wicked. Um, because as we'll define here in a minute, wickedness is really, um, at its root evil and yep. evil is, is sin and, and arrogance is sin. So it, it all kind of ties in together it there. Um, I would, I would say that, that everybody that is arrogant is, is wicked. Yeah, but not everybody that's wicked is arrogant. That's a great way to to summarize it. Yeah, um, and and honestly, even when we start to really look at at more modern definitions of wickedness, mm-hmm. um, it's it's interesting how it's almost more like like throughout the the culture, people who don't necessarily live the way that that God has has called them to live would almost even define wickedness is that's still bad that wickedness is is still evil you know we're yeah. talking about the, the really really bad things and so yeah. um it's interesting having a discussion about wickedness how um culture's definition is more narrow than god's definition yep yeah. well and and even more so than that culture's definition has also changed it some right yeah. so yeah that's very um, true so skateboarding came to be really popular when I was <laughs> yeah. five, six, seven, I don't know. Right. Yeah. But I remember when Tony Hawk. I remember popular, Tony yeah. Hawk. Yeah. I remember having his little two thousand one skateboarding game on my GameCube. Dude, I loved that. I would shred it up. Yeah. And I you know, you'd you'd, you'd finish a move and like, wicked. Yeah. Right. And wicked became this this really cool Cool. Thing, right. Yeah. It was good it was good right when you know and, and you may be you may have still had it, but when I was in middle school, high school, you know, dude, that's bad. Yeah. And that meant that's good. Yeah. And and so the, the definitions were kind of changed and switched, but the idea there still being that that there is a it's it's a lot of something. Yeah. Right. And and then specifically with the wicked, it's something that's morally bad, something morally very bad or evil or disposed or marked by mischief. Right. Yeah. So this idea that there's it's not good. Yeah. Whatever it is. Right. Um, and and so <clears throat> to be wicked. To be very blunt and very simple about it, to be wicked is to be sinful. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, I'll let you keep going. I, I I wanted to jump in there with just that the the, the Tony Hawk reference because I think <laughs> no, you're, you're good. Yeah. That, but that's what I was going to say. According to to God's definition, which we understand through Scripture, yeah, um, to be wicked is 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 evil. It's yeah. uh, sin. It's yeah. uh, to be uh, separate from God. Yeah. Um. Now. The thing that I find difficult is helping people understand that that wickedness is more than just the 
really, really bad immoral things that we consider like, like, like mm-hmm. murder and, and, um, and rape and, and things of that nature. Yeah. Um, to, to lie is to be wicked. That's, that's, yeah. that's, that's wrong. Yeah. Um, to, to, to cheat, to steal things that we, we think are, well, that I just, you know, cheated on this test real quick. Um, that's, that's wicked. That's that's wickedness that's implanted itself in in your heart. Um, so, anyways, that, that's where I wanted to begin the discussion is understanding yeah. that that we're talking about all of sin here. Now, when we get to Proverbs, I think it's interesting that we see there's it's almost a little bit more pointed in its definitions of yeah. wickedness and and um, and it's it's even more pointed in the way that God views it and how yeah. it's it's just saying that that. God hates wickedness and yes. and those who are wicked have no part with God. Um yeah. we'll get to to some New Testament passages here in a minute where we see that that all sin the wages of that is death. You know, that that's your reward for sin. All wickedness leads to death. Um yeah. so if you want to take us to Proverbs uh yeah. to kind of get us started here. I've I've got a it's it's an entire chapter. Kind all of right. kind of like what we did Oh, was it a couple of weeks ago? I think. Yeah. Maybe you went there. Go so where with, with the easily tempted. We read Proverbs seven. This one we're gonna. Excuse me. We're gonna be in Proverbs twenty eight. And the 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 first one I I will I actually use this proverb more as as a joke to other yeah. people, uh, and you'll you'll get why in a second. But but Proverbs twenty eight it says the wicked flee when no one pursues, but the righteous are bold as a lion. Mm-hmm. And so the the way that I use that as a joke, you know, people out. People ask, you know, hey, do you go running? Do you like to run? Like, no, Proverbs says the wicked flee when no one pursues, yeah, right? So I, I don't, I don't run. I don't run. <laughs> um, and so, but but the reality there, right, is if if you're running from someone or from something, and and yeah. and or you're just trying to run away, I, I don't know. Um, not to get not to go into details, but the uh, I don't know if you remember last year uh, Christmas parade in, in Wakusha, there was a, a man who ran over a bunch of people. Mm. He killed. He killed six people. Ran yeah. over a bunch, and uh, he was he was convicted guilty on all accounts yeah. recently. Which I very thankful for that. But um, but you know that the interesting thing is he was he was running, yeah. and he was running from house to house to house to house to house, and and the reality is if you didn't do anything wrong, you're not going to run. Yeah, because you didn't do anything wrong. The 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 way I see that in more of a day to day life. Um, yeah. That the the wicked flee, the wicked um, are running from. Obviously, they're running from something that they perceive as a problem. Yeah, people don't run from something unless you you perceive there to be a problem, something to yeah. run from. It's true. Um, but the wicked don't understand that. Hey, there's nothing actually to run from. And so, yeah. um, when I see that, you know, why do people lie? Yeah, people lie because they want to avoid the truth problems. Yeah. Really, you know, it's like it's like a I see this going somewhere that I don't want it to go. Yeah. And so I'm going to try to wiggle my way out of it with a few little white lies. You yeah. know, that's the, that's the mindset that is, it's there. Yeah. Um, and when we understand that, Hey, the, the wicked are the ones that run yeah. when there's nobody chasing them, when there's yeah. no problems, when there's nothing to, to run from, that's when you start lying and trying to, to get yourself out. And really you cause your own problems by yeah. doing that. You do. Cause a different set of problems. Yeah. And then the idea there that the righteous are bold is a lion. Like that to me is just a really cool yeah. analogy, right? Those who are righteous, like they have nothing to fear. They have nothing to be afraid of. So they're going to yeah. stand up and they're going to be strong. Yeah. Well, let's, let's move on. 
When a land transgresses, it has many rulers, but with a man of understanding and knowledge, its stability will long continue. A poor man who oppresses the poor is a beating rain that leaves no food. Those who forsake the law praise the wicked, but those who keep the law strive against them. Evil men do not understand justice, but those who seek the Lord understand it completely. Better is a poor man who walks in his integrity than a rich man who is crooked in his ways. And that one strikes me as, as pretty powerful. Mm-hmm. But we'll, we'll keep going through uh, at least a couple more verses. We'll, we'll get through 12 and then we'll stop because I don't, we don't, I don't read all 28. But uh, the one who keeps the law is a son with understanding, but a companion of gluttons shames his father. Whoever multiplies his wealth by interest and profit gathers it for him who is generous to the poor. If one turns away his ear from hearing the law, even his prayer is an abomination. Whoever misleads the upright into an evil way will fall into his own pit, but the blameless will have a goodly inheritance. A rich man is wise in his own eyes, but a poor man who has understanding will find him out. When the righteous triumph, there is great glory. But when the wicked rise, people hide themselves. Hmm. So this this whole proverb, really, I mean, we, we could go all the way through the end. And, and it, it continues to kind of talk about this, this idea, and it, it compares and contrasts a lot of things. In verse 6, I kind of want to talk about that one for just a little bit because I, I think it's, to me, it just it sticks out as really powerful. It says, better is a poor man who walks in his integrity. Better is a poor man who walks in his integrity than a rich man who is crooked in his ways. Mm-hmm. Well, why, why is that? Why do you think that is? Well, it's, it's kind of sticking out to me as far as what's more important than whatever situation of life you find yourself in is the way you conduct yourself. Yeah. Um, it, it doesn't matter whether you're rich or poor, right? Yeah. It, money is not evil. It's the love of money that Correct. is evil. And so it, it's not a matter of whether you're wealthy or whether you're poor. It's a matter of how you conduct yourself in whatever situation of life that you may be in. Yeah. Um, and so um, it's better to have integrity, even if you are are poor and, you know, for example, don't have much to, to give yeah. to others who are needy, don't have much to to offer, don't have much to contribute. You yeah. aren't able to to um, to be contributing to the needs of the saints as much if yeah. you are in a poor state of life. Um, but it's better to be like that if you have integrity yeah. than it is to be rich and to be crooked. Yeah. You know, I, I think – so I – I've been to Nicaragua a couple times and I've got some, I've got some friends in Nicaragua and, and, you know, walking around in some of the cities there and, and really in some of the lower uh, income mm-hmm. uh, parts of the cities, I mean, it's pretty rough. Yeah. Like the homes are not great. It's, 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 um, it's, people are destitute. Yeah. And, you know, I remember I went, it's like seven, eight years ago now, went to Nicaragua and there was this, this older lady. Uh, she wasn't old. She was older than I was. Um, she's probably in her fifties or so. Yeah. And old. <laughs> um, I can say that because my parents are in their fifties. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I remember, you know, talking with her. And, you know, she's talking in Spanish, and we had a translator there. We, we were yeah. able to communicate, and it was a group of us. And you know, we we asked her, you know, 
you know, you have trouble getting to church, you know, like, do we need to, like, is, is there someone that we can find a ride for you? Is there a way that we can get you? And she, no, I walk. You walk. Well, the church is like three miles away. Mm-hmm. She gets up at like, you know, an hour before she has to leave. Like she has to leave. Let's say the church starts at nine. She's up. She's starting to walk at eight. Yeah. She's walking all the way to the church building so that she can be with her brethren, so that she can worship, so that she can do that. And then she walks back. Yeah. And then she does it again in the evening. Yeah. And and so, I mean, she she's walking everywhere, but but that's just, that's her life because she's focused yeah. on God. Yeah. And it reminds me of the uh, Jesus sitting in the temple and this woman comes in with two mites. Yeah. And, and, and gives all that she has. Yeah. And all these other rich people come in and give. And, you know, better is the poor who walks in his integrity. Yeah. Right? Because what integrity is, like the definition of that is doing the right thing when no one's looking. Yeah. Right. And so this woman who nobody else other than Christ who knows her heart, yeah. um, nobody knows how wealthy she really is or, or how poor she really is. But she's coming in with two mites and it's her integrity that says, this is literally all I have. And it's better to be in that situation than to be Ananias and Sapphira, who are wealthy after they've sold this big, massive field. Yeah. But they're crooked. Yeah. They're not. They're not being truthful yeah. in the way that they are are giving and contributing to to the needs. Yeah. And so, um, Jesus is saying, "I'd rather you you be that that widow with two mites than." be these people that have just sold this massive field and be crooked in your ways. Not that it's wrong that Ananias and Sapphira said, hey, we want to give just a portion of this. Yeah, that wasn't the problem. That wasn't the problem. But the problem <laughs> was that they lied. They yeah. were trying to be crooked and saying, yes, we're giving everything from this field. And it's like, no, you're not. You're you're being you're crooked right now. Yeah. Uh, you're being wicked. Yeah. Well, and, and the, man, the, I don't want to say natural tendency, but our our inclinations lead us to be focused on self. Yeah. Right. And and to focus on well, what 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 am I going to get from this? What what yeah. can I gain from this? And and so it's not a uh, an easy thing or a common thing even for us to to focus on what can I give or what can I do for others. It's because we we want good for us. Yeah. You know. And so that right there though that's that's wickedness. Yeah. To be focused only on ourselves. Right. I mean, when, when we're focusing only on ourselves, we're not focusing on, on God. We're not focusing on others. Right. And, and what's the, the joy, the definition of joy or your acronym for joy? Jesus, others, yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And so we, we have this, we have to have this understanding then that the righteous person, the one who is good, the one who is righteous, uh, you know, is, is the one that, that's the one that we ought to be like. Mm-hmm. We just strive to be righteous. Yeah. And, and that means that we need to look out for others. We need to help others. We need to be with others. Yeah. Because the wicked person is focused on sin. It's focused yeah. on themselves. And- no, no, I, I like that you read almost all of this, uh, Proverbs 28 here because yeah. it's not just talking about, you know, the wicked person, uh, does this. It's saying the person who does this. Yeah. And it's insinuating that they are wicked and, yeah. and, and it's so many different things. It's, um, it's talking about all the things that, that, are wrong that yeah. that are our sin um you know uh, i'm trying to read back through this um yeah. but it's uh a poor man who oppresses the poor 
um, is a, a beating rain that leaves no food. Uh, so a poor man oppressing other poor, those who forsake the law, that's, that's, that's wrong. That's, that's wicked. Yeah. Um, those who, who do not understand justice, that's, that's an evil man. Um, yeah. and, uh, and so on and so forth. And so, uh, the, the companion of gluttons shames his father. That's verse seven. That's, that's more and more. And, and, um, but that's what's nine. referenced. Uh, verse nine. Yeah, if one turns his his ear from hearing the law, um, it's even refer- his even his prayer is an abomination. Yeah, it, it's referring to to all of these different types of things that are are wrong. What we call sin. Yeah, right. It's it's saying this is a definition of wickedness. This is a definition of wickedness. Yeah. This is a definition of wickedness. All of these things are wrong. These, yeah, these are the things that are sin, and. Proverbs and the wisdom that comes from Proverbs is here is what that sin leads to. Yes. Here is what comes from that. Here yeah. is is how you are seen in the eyes of God. Here yeah. is how you are are seen in the eyes of even other people around mm-hmm. you. That's the wisdom that comes from Proverbs. But yeah. what is happening here is it's defining like in detail. These are the things that are seen as wicked. Yeah. These are the things that are seen. Uh, not not even seen. These are the things that are sin. Yeah. Um. And these are the things that you should be avoiding if you want to be righteous. If you want to be closer to God. Yeah. Um. So, with that in mind, the, these are some very detailed definitions of sin. Yeah. I actually want to take folks to Romans chapter six. Um, Let's do it. So, uh, Romans chapter six, starting in verse twenty. Okay. Um, says, for when you are slaves of sin, mm-hmm. you are free in regard to righteousness. In other words, you're not bound by righteousness. Instead, you're bound by sin. Yep. Right? It's It goes back to the analogy of you can only serve, you, you can't serve two masters. You Correct. have to choose either God or money. Um, yeah. And uh, that's that's Christ's words uh, that goes into more than just money, though. Uh, yes. you, you can't serve two things. We talked about that a little bit last week as well with arrogance. Um, yeah. But when you are slaves to sin, you are free in regard to righteousness. Yep. Verse 21. But what fruit were you getting at that time from the things of now which, uh, of wit, the, from the things of which you are now ashamed? Yeah. For the end of those things is death. Yeah. And then verse 22. But now you have been set free from sin and have become slaves to God. The fruit you get leads to sanctification and its end eternal life. And yep. that's exactly what what Solomon's talking about. Yeah. Here's sin. Here's what it's going to lead to. Yeah. The, the the fruit, you know, the things that that are that you bear from your actions, the things that come from certain actions, right? When you you plant a apple tree, the fruit that it bears are apples, not oranges. No. The, oh, the fruit that it bears are apples. Oh, when that you makes plant sense. An apple seed. Yeah. yeah. And, and when you plant certain things of wickedness or th- certain things of sin, what fruit are you going to get from that? Solomon kind of laid it out there for us in Proverbs 28. Yeah. But Paul's backing up the same thought process. Yeah. Is when you plant wickedness and sin, you're going to bear fruit of wickedness and sin. Yeah. And you're a slave to that. Yeah. Um, well, and he, he sums it up in verse 23. Exactly. That's what I was about to get to. Yeah. And now in verse 23, he says, for the wages of sin, the things that you receive as your reward for sin yeah. is death. Yeah. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Yeah. The reward for wickedness is eternal condemnation. Yeah. But the reward for Godliness, which is a a free gift, not something that you can earn. Correct. 
is eternal life in Christ yeah. Jesus our Lord. It is something we have to accept. Exactly. But it's not something we can earn. God's yeah. already given it. Yeah. Right. It's it's you know it's it's uh, like the present under the Christmas tree. Right. It's already been yeah. bought. It's yours to accept if you want it. Yep. But if you choose not to open it, you choose not to open it. Yeah. And it will stay there. Yeah. And and so we do have to accept this gift that God has given us. But it's not anything we've done. In fact, uh, it's. It's it's in spite of the things we've done. Yeah, that God has given this gift, despite how many times your name was written on the naughty list, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know, there. And I, I talked about this in my sermon because I'm I'm moving over a little bit to, to Romans eight. Uh, but talked about this in my sermon this last Sunday. Uh, I guess it was two Sundays ago. Three. I don't know. Whenever it was, you spoke this past Sunday night. Right? Yeah, but I think it, when when this comes out, it's going to be a couple weeks. So. Oh, you're right. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> but uh, but anyway, talk, talking about Romans eight. When 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 I hear and I've and I've heard it before, you know, well I've sinned too much. Mm-hmm. Well, God sent His Son to die for our sin. It it is it is because of our sin that we have this gift, and it's mm-hmm. also in spite of our sin that we have this gift. It is both of those. Yep. God wants to redeem us. He wants us to be His, but but he doesn't want us to continue in that sin. And and so the question then is how do we how do we get away from this wickedness, right? Because there comes a point in everybody's life where they sin. Romans 3:23, right? Mm-hmm. All have sinned, fallen short of the glory of God. Yeah. Romans 6:23, the wages of sin is death. Yep. So how do we get out of that? Well, Romans 8:1, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. We might we might still struggle with sin. We might still struggle with different things in our life, right? We have to be continually working on getting rid of them, like we talked about last week with arrogance, right? Mm-hmm. Like it can't just stay in our lives. Yeah, we have to continually be working on it. But but we're not condemned by it when we are in Christ. Yeah, because that is the only way, the only way that we cannot be wicked is yeah. when we're in Christ. Yeah, because if we have if we don't have Christ in us, we're dead. Yeah. We're wicked. We're we're walking corpses. We are. We're, we're the wages we're, we're of your actions is death. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and so, I I think it's so important that, that at least we touch on that. That the idea that that we have to be, we must be, we must be yeah. found in Christ. Yeah. Well, no, that that's honestly what I would kind of end on, and almost um, encourage everybody that's listening to this. That that's the message that you have got to keep on your hearts, not only for yourself but also for the people that you talk to and the people that you share Christ with is that if you're in Christ, there is no condemnation. Yeah. But if you're not in Christ, you're missing out on the greatest gift ever. Yeah. And so honestly, like that's the great commission is to take that message to the people who have not heard that message. Yeah. Um, that's what we are called to do. That's what we have, have got to be doing. And there's just so often that we, you know, have conversations with people of, you know, I've sinned too much, like you referenced. Yeah. And if we're not taking that message to the people who have that mindset to show them that there is some hope, there is some, some love and some, some joy and some peace yeah. that is being offered, then I, I dare say we're kind of failing in our mission. We are. Well, and if, if somebody, so for those of you listening, one thank you. And if somebody comes up to you or you're talking with somebody, maybe it's a friend of a long time, and they say, 
God wouldn't accept me. I have too much sin in my life or anything similar to that. Any type of phrase. Too wicked. Too wicked, whatever, right? Anything like that. Your response needs to be, that's exactly why Jesus died for you. Yeah. Because that's, that's why he died. Yeah. And if we don't, if we don't tell them that, then they're not going to know that. And they're going to walk away from that conversation thinking they are too wicked. Yeah. They're going to walk away from that conversation thinking God wouldn't accept them. Yeah. The reality is God will. He has predestined all those who believe to be saved. Yeah. But we have to believe and we have to accept. We have to be baptized. We have to, we have to be saved. Yeah. So it, it's, I think it's very important that we are to be found in Christ. Um, and so anyway, Absolutely. I'll, I'll let well, you finish this up. Yeah. Um, I just want to thank y'all again for uh, tuning in with us uh, this week. Um, my encouragement for y'all is to, to do just that. Look for somebody that, that needs that glimpse of hope because that's the, the trap of wickedness. That's the, the phrase that's used in Romans six, being slaves to sin. Yeah. Um, that some people, um, most people don't know how to free themselves from that. And well, that's the message we have. It is. And the message really is we can't free ourselves. No. We have to rely on God. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you all again for uh, tuning in with us. Please join us on Monday for our conversation starter, as well as next Friday for our full episodes. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Bible Conversations. We want to ask if you have any questions, suggestions, or comments, that you please email us at kcocbibleconversations at gmail.com. You can also find us on social media. We've got a Facebook page as well as an Instagram account. Our Facebook page is very simple. It's just Bible Conversations. On Instagram, it's very simple, at Bible Conversations. Uh, look us up, like our posts, and share it with your friends. We also have a... An opportunity for you to help us financially through a through a store uh, via Kim's Closet, and you can find that. Uh, you can just type into Google Kim's Closet. We have a uh, we have a link as well that, that we will be uh, posting in, in each of our episodes. And we just hope that you will that you will reach out and find us and uh, purchase a hoodie or a shirt uh, with the logo on it. And that way you can spread the word without having to say a word. So we appreciate you. Thank you all. Have a blessed week.